Ahoy, my funky comrades. It's your old pal, Commander Funk. And I'm here to ask you to go visit patreon.com slash hadrongospel to find out how you can support this funky show. Now, if you're a longtime listener or you just came aboard and you like what you hear, consider throwing a few bucks in the tip jar. Every little bit helps. Even a dollar an episode pledge helps Mike and Rich keep cranking this out. Who knows, they might be making it right up until the point that this timeline collapses. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm in tonight's episode. Funk The time, three months ago. The place, hyperspace. That chaotic, churning vortex in the spaces between everywhere, where the long-haired, freaky laws of man need not apply. But what's this? A pitched battle between two rift ships? Commander Funk, sir, we're all guns. I hear you, Crankcase. Completely non-righteous. Commander, if we can't get out of the range of those pulse cannons, we're done for. And the orphanage won't get that shipment of fresh fruits and vegetables. No, Crankcase. They're not going to go without. We may be outgunned, but we ain't outclassed. Turn us about, Ensign. That's crazy, Commander. Ensign Crankcase, that's in order. When the stakes are high, you've got to take your best chance. Now turn us about and thrusters to full. Okay, Commander. Thrusters at full. Thrusters at full. Turning about. Turn about. Commander. Steady, Ensign. Commander, we're going to ram him if we don't... Wait for it. Wait for it. Crankcase, I said wait for it. Well, Funk. Soon your beloved fruits and vegetables will be so much rift flotsam, as will your beloved deus ex machina. Captain Zoryev, he's turned apart. They're on a collision course with the Verminosa. Funk, you crazy son of a... A vast Zoryev. There's a nasty rumor going around that you're trying to keep some little wanderers from getting their three squares a day. And where I come from, that just ain't hip. Maybe it's about time you received some laser persuasion from the lone and level, far out sand stretching scion of the hyperspaceways, the Platinum Prince of the Parsecs, Commander Funk! Funk! Nicely done, fellas. So, Zoriath, what Funk. do you- Funk, I should have known. No other hyperpirate would be foolhardy enough to engage the Verminosa in direct combat. Well, if it's death what you and your ragtag crew require, Funk, then it's death will be dealt ye. Live and direct at the hands of the Nabob of the Nether Spaces, the electrified Emperor of the Ether, the one and only Soria. Oh, you guys all do that? Not now, Crankcase. Wait, you didn't know that? Yeah, I guess maybe I haven't been there for any of the introductions. Really? Not even last week with Galdak? I, I could have sworn you were right there next. Gentlemen, enough. I believe it's time to die. Men, prepare for melee, and for my part in the death dealing. Laser base. That's what I'm talking about. Don't worry, Zoria. I only fight to restrain. Plus your hair. How nice. Unfortunately for you, I give no such guarantee. Some of that. Looks like my crew is doing pretty well against your mizzen mounted, eh, Zoria? You're good kids. You sure you don't want to step aside and let us go on our righteous way? The day I let you pass, Funk, is the day I die. Your words, Z. Ah, my laser mace! <laughs> now, I'm no murder scientist, Zoria, but I'd say you've got some pretty important decisions to make right about now. Hooray! 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 Hey, all right! They're turning around! We did it, Commander Funk! We did it, Crankcase. Now let's get those whippersnappers their victuals. Commander Funk, watch out for that! A 
Crankcase? Ow. Aw, oh, jeez, Commander Funk, sir. You took a bad header. And, well, sir, we thought you were a goner. Goner? I'm just so glad you're okay, sir. And as soon as you're able, you can get right back to doing what you do best. Commanding the deus ex machina. Yeah. Crankcase. About that. In the year 2008, in a secret underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Effect and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world and the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson, IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night, was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines, the only way they know how, by hosting a podcast. Hadron Gospel Hour, written by Rich Wentworth and Mike McQuilkin, starring Rich Wentworth, Mike McQuilkin, Lisa McQuilkin, Kevin Harrington, and Michael Atkinson, with Kareem Cronfley, Robert Cudmore, Katie Falvey, Vera Schrankung, Mark Gallagher, Phoebe Angle, Rebecca White, Wendy McLean, and Paul Gannon, featuring musical guests, Electric Street Queens. And now, the hour has arrived. Hadron Gospel Hour! So then we used Cyrus's cybernetic arm as a kind of quantum antenna. A quantum antenna! Oh, of course. Jeez, you guys sure do seem to have some fun around here. I guess you could call it that. Hey, Ashley. Hey, uh, unauthorized person in the lab. Maggie. Pleased to meet you. Hey. Yeah, sorry about just popping by like this. Professor Hawkins sent me with a scheduled upgrade for the Ash OS. Thought you might like the increased functionality, a couple of critical patches, a few new display fonts. New display fonts, huh? Anyways, Ash, I highly recommend Nudetopia for both the mild climate and for a window on the incredible diversity of body types and shapes that humanity has to offer. Here's the E-Frags. E-Frags? Esmeralda fragments, Maggie. Oh, right. The Doc's wife. I think there are a few missing again, Ash. Again? Yep, I know. Oh, and, and don't bother telling me how many are left. Are you sure? Sure as can be, Ash. Uh, so, Maggie, how is he doing anyways? Hawkins, I mean. The professor? Keeping busy. He's good. A bit sad, but good. Kinda who he is, I guess. So you're a tech, huh? Cool. You know, I used to do that. And an indie filmmaker by night. I know. Ashley's been telling me all about your hijinks. We were just getting to the part about the kerfuffle on Meatlantis. Okay. And that'll be my cue to leave. Got some podcast editing to do anyhow. Ashley, know where I can find the doc? I'm in the hallway, Michael. With the... Yes. Do come here for a moment, won't you? Use your magic words, doc. Please? That's the one. Nice meeting you, Maggie. Take good care of my, uh, of our Ashley. Take good care, Ashley. You know I will, man. And I'm sure I'll see you before I leave. This install takes at least three hours, and there's a hardware component. Ouch. I do not miss those. Windows Millennium, anyone? (laughs) Exactly. 
Well, I'll stay out of the way. You won't even know I'm here. Ah, I wouldn't worry about that. Getting in each other's way is how we do around here. If I didn't have someone interrupting me every two minutes, it just wouldn't... Feel normal? See? You get it. Hey, Doc. What you working on? Oh, hi, Mike! Ah, hello, Michael. I'll be right with you. What about... here? Yeah! Oh, yeah, that definitely hurts, Doc! Gee! Very good. Listen, I can come back if you guys need to... Nonsense, Michael. How about here? Oh, ah! It's boy, oh, boy! Excellent. Hmm. And... Really, whatever this is, I am perfectly okay with coming back. Michael, please. I'm performing these tests with a view to extricating our friend here from his wall-bound state. Something I've been meaning to accomplish for quite some time, as you know, but, well, life happens. Uh, but with this crystal poisoning phenomenon, it appears that, quite suddenly, time is of the essence. Tell me about it. I've got a VCR full of last season's game of... VTR. Wait a minute, did you say crystal poisoning? It's true, Mike. I got it real bad. I guess some guys just have all the luck. But you know what they say? The maker only gives you as much as you can carry. That's why only one set of footprints. First off, that saying is horseshit. Second, that footprints poster is a whole nother steaming chunk of crazy. Uh, third, and I repeat, uh, crystal poisoning? Yes, Michael. Crystal poisoning. Sounds made up. Michael, I assure you this is a very real crisis. During yesterday's newly instituted wellness scan, Ashley detected an abnormally high concentration of crystallorians in Cyrus's brain. That's terrible. True, but the name was Ashley's idea, so I really don't think it's fair to- No, I mean the actual condition. How are you feeling, buddy? Uh, I'm fine, my. Thanks for asking. But don't worry. The doc says I've got at least 24 hours before this crystal thingy buildup. Who's he what's it gets interminable or whatever? Terminal? 24 hours? Yes, to both exclamations, Michael. Ashley? Yes, Doctor? Ashley, can you please share what you told me about what will happen if Cyrus's condition is left unchecked? Of course, Doctor. Mike, here is how Cyrus sounded when you first arrived at the bunker two years ago. Nothing worse than an unexamined life. Am I right? Yeah, I've got it pretty good. Now that fella sounds like a handsome young man. Doesn't he, girl? That's you, Cyrus. Different. Right, Mike? Jeez, yeah. He sounded, you know, regular. I guess. Maybe a little eccentric. But what's that have to do with- And in the month since? Um, more like the wacky next-door neighbor. Well, like if you put a million wacky next-door neighbors into a blender, then transferred them to a giant saucepan and boiled them down into a thick paste. Like a balsamic reduction! Ah, thanks, Mike! Sweet talker! Okay, but what does this all have to do with crystal poisoning and terminal buildup? Well, Mike, it seems that the high concentration of crystallorians, which his lower half is constantly exposed to our crystallos, is amplifying Cyrus's latent character traits. But the crystallorians are toxic. The higher the concentration, the more exaggerated his mannerisms until... He'll get more incoherent, finally go insane, and die. Crazy, right? So you see, Michael, it is crucial that we arrest the progress of this disease before it renders Cyrus first a gibbering and then a decomposing wall sconce. We must get Cyrus out of the wall. And perhaps even more importantly, we must do something that we have previously failed miserably at achieving. Get Cyrus's ass and legs back from Crystal. No, I'm afraid we must retrieve Cyrus's... Ah, yes, exactly that, Michael. I never tire of this world, Michael. Nor its cuisine. Say, do you think if there's time we could... Listen, Doc, I, I want you to maintain your blood sugar as much as the next guy. Um, maybe more, actually. But let's take care of business first, okay? Very well. Perhaps I should call Hig Higsby. Gah! Sorry, Doctor. Would you like me to facilitate communications with the Crystal Oceans? Actually, Higsby, I was hoping you could facilitate... Oh, yes, exactly that. I'm <clears> happy <throat> to help beings of any kind to understand each other more fully, Doctor. Yes, excellent. Because information wants to be free. 
I get it. Higsby, listen. BitTorrenting rationales aside, we're asking the Crystallosians for their most sacred relic here, so being clear with them will be more important than ever. Right, Michael. We simply can't risk their refusal. If Cyrus dies... I know, Doc. So sad. Who knows what that hallway will smell like as his wall-fused flesh rots on the vine, as it were. Not exactly my point. Uh... Are you meatlings mad? Absolutely not! With all due respect, High Zenith Lady Rubylith, Cyrus is in really rough shape. I hope you know we wouldn't even think of asking if it weren't a life or death. Life or death! Life or death! You speak of life or death, and yet you suggest depriving my people of our most significant cosmological artifact. Could you be any more brazen, meatlings? Well, uh, yes. I, I mean, no. We, we Answer me this, fleshy ones. Do not the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Or the one. Thank you, sweet and loyal Amazy Star. Of course, my lady. Listen, Lady Rubylith, we understand that the uh, object of prime cosmological significance. We understand that the object of prime cosmological significance is uh, significant to you and your people. We get that. We understand. What we're asking you to do is consider the fact that the object, that those legs, well, they belong to a man, a man who is halfway across the multiverse, a man who is very sick, a very sick man, a man who. If you don't help us out, well, he's as good as dead. As a doornail. That's right. Kaput. Okay. Finito. We get it. Arrivederci, Cyrus. Doc. Lady Rubilith, I know we're asking a lot. The most we could ask of you. But you can help Cyrus. And if if there's any magic in those legs, well, it's got to be worth something to save the life of the guy who owns them, doesn't it? Amethystal. Give us a moment. But, Lady Ruby, I said leave. And do not use that tone with me again. Yes. Yes, Lady Ruby, A trillion apologies. We will be right outside. Guards, to me. What a dick. Lady Ruby, we didn't intend to- Silence! <clears throat> okay. Pardon? What was that? I said, okay. We will- we will figure this out. Oh, man. Really? But it's not going to be simple, meatlings. Elections are coming up in a few cycles, and I cannot be perceived as being weak. Lower half knows that Amethy Star, amazing lover though he is, would happily step over my shattered corpse to ascend to the office of High Zenith, and he is not the only one. So you see, I cannot simply stand aside and allow you two meatlings to haul away the object of prime cosmological significance without demanding something equally significant in return. What is it? Lady Ruby, that will do anything. Anything, you say? Anything, he says. Hey, how was I supposed to know about some 5,000-year-old feud with Atlantis over a contested province? Who even knew they shared a border? Typical grade school curriculum. Teaching the official story. The point is, Michael, you've put us in a very precarious position indeed. Meatlantis is no place for tender creatures such as we. Why, we barely made it out alive last time. Oh, I heard all about it. Sounds like a terrible place. Oh, so you're still here then? Yeah. Disc 37 of 85. I have a massive operating system. Damn right you do. That's what I'm talking about. Virtual high five. Yeah. Huh. Well, you're right about Meatlantis, IT person. It is indeed a terrible place. Extremely dangerous, brutal, and unpleasant, filled with warlike beasts and cruel science. I imagine it was a cesspool even before their civilization sank beneath an ocean of meat. 
So, Michael, how exactly do you propose we get these wonderful creatures to give up their contested area to the Crystalosians? Weave them a potholder, perhaps. Trade them for your rare nth generation Shadow Chasers bootlegs, or that calcified pack of gator gum you keep in your breast pocket. Hey, that's my lucky gum. And that Shadow Chasers tape is about as good as it gets until someone finds a cleaner source. <sighs> but yeah, I'm not sure, Doc. To tell you the truth, I'm making this up as I go along. Hopefully we'll figure something out when we get there. Before they kill us. Attaboy, Mars! A penny saved is a penny earned! Cyrus's condition is worsening. Yeah, we can see that, Higsby. Doctor and Mike, perhaps you would feel at a reduced risk of injury if you were accompanied to meet Lantus by Commander Funk. Yes, I suppose we would, Ashley. If we must go there at all. That's a great idea, Ash. I would definitely feel safer if Funk were with us. Uh, can you get him on the horn? Of course, Mike. Dialing the Deus Ex Machina. Dialing complete. <clears throat> Ringing. Still ringing. We can all hear the ringing, Ashley. It's protocol, Doctor. Yeah, that's just good redundancy right there. Yes, excellent. Still ringing. Jeez, it's not like funk to let it ring. I hope everything's okay. Hello? Deus Ex Machina? Hey, is this Crankcase? Mr. Mike? Oh, hi, yeah, it's me. But, uh, well, it's Commander Crankcase, Mr. Mike, sir. Commander Crankcase? What a riot! Congratulations, Commander. Thanks, Mr. Cyrus, sir. Commander Crankcase. Yes, uh... Commander. Congratulations. Listen, would you mind getting Commander Funk on the- Oh, you're there too, Mr. Doctor, sir? Hi there! Right. Yes, listen, Crankcase, would you please get Commander Funk on the telephonic communicator? I'm afraid we're in a bit of a hurry and we can't- Oh, jeez, right. Um, well, you see, sirs, uh, Commander Funk quit. He what? Why the hell would he do that? Well, Mr. Mike, sir, he hit his head and- Ah, must have been amnesia. Happens all the time on my stories. Careful, though. There's usually an evil twin hanging around somewhere. Ooh, evil twins! Yes, uh, well, Cyrus's telediagnosis aside, we don't have the massive amount of time necessary to extract an elaboration from Crankcase on the subject. No offense, Crankcase. What? So, while this discourse has been enlightening, uh, Michael, your EVA suit. <sighs> right, we gotta hit the rift. Ashley, find out as much as you can from Crankcase here, and see if you can locate Funk. Will do, Mike. And Mike? Yeah, Ash? Be careful, Michael. Yes, excellent. Maybe some concern for the humanoid who purchased you in the first place? We'll be careful, Ash. You take care of Cyrus. Yes, everyone will take care of everyone else, and everyone will be careful. Ugh, I'm already fogging up. Let's get this over with. Ashley, open the rift. Good luck, Doctor. Good luck. Uh, Mike? Jeez, they sounded like a couple of guys going to their own funeral. Sure did, Mr. Cyrus, sir. Hey, let's hope it's not theirs, right? <coughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not really good with talking and stuff. You got it, Mrs. Reynolds. And if you don't mind my saying, it's mighty rockin' of you to give your daughter those flowers out of the blue. Sounds like you're both pretty lucky ladies. Well, I am sure she will love them. You make the most beautiful flower arrangements, Irwin. Shucks. Just trying to facilitate maximum bandwidth for the love transfer. You have a great evening now, Mrs. Reynolds. You too, Irwin. Oh. And I will see you next week. My grandson is becoming an Eagle Scout. Righteous. Scouting sure does build character. <laughs> nice lady. Nice job, Irwin. The customers really love your work. You're good. Well, thanks, Sandy. My motto, do a job and do it right. I'm happy to help. Well, I appreciate it. Did the roses come in yet? Yep, a few minutes ago. I'll get them all prettied up and groomed before I clock out. Great. So, I'm off to Pilates then. Make sure to rotate out the wilts and... Replenish the misters. Got it, Sandy. 
Ain't met the chrysanthemum yet who's dehydrated on my watch. Well, then, as you say, righteous. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Erwin. Sandy out. Later days, Bossa Rooney. Commander Funk! Oh, it is gratifying to locate you. Mike and Dr. Oppenheimer. Oh, hey there, Particle Man. You look a little shook up. Everything okay? Well, that's just it, Commander. You see, Mike and Oppenheimer are headed back to Meet Lantis, and we are very concerned for their safety. Meet Lantis, huh? Hmm. Well, it's definitely a rough place, but those two can take care of themselves, yeah? I mean, with the karate and such, they're still training, right? They have certainly been working very hard, Commander. But I would still only rate them as effective against groups of henchmen numbering one or fewer. One? Or fewer. Hmm. Well, still, I mean, the Meatlanteans may be rude, clammy, sticky, slimy, and prone to violence, but they're not all that tough. I'd still put my creds on Mike and Doc in a street fight with those dudes any day. Besides, didn't Crankcase tell you? I'm quit. Well, yes, but we just thought that... I get it, Higsby. And hey, I don't blame you guys for tracking me down, but honestly, I'm done. Done with that life. Done being the hero. But, Commander, you are an excellent hero. I've led a charmed life, Higsby. One adventure to the next. Jumping into danger without a care, always landing on my feet, protected by, well, some kind of crazy, unbroken streak of good luck, until... You know what, Particle Man, I gotta get some stuff done before I close up. It was nice seeing you. Say hi to the gang for me. Uh, okay, Commander. Goodbye. Oh, and good luck with your new life. Thanks, Higsby. Well, Doc, I'm not too proud to say that I am immediately regretting this. That will be some consolation when we are both dead, having been blown to hungry man's portions by the Midlantian Raiders. So how's that improvised game plan of yours? Any ideas? Well, for starters, we gotta outrun these raiders and try to stay alive long enough to find someone in charge. Uh, beyond that, nope. Wonderful. I keep thinking of the conflict in the Middle East. If that's been going on for centuries, how are we supposed to broker a deal between groups that have been warring for hundreds of millennia? Doc, look out! Low-hanging meat! Well, that was close. Thank you, Michael. Well, you're right that the odds are stacked against us, but I find your comparison problematic. For starters, Michael, this conflict makes absolutely no sense. Which makes it exactly different. Secondly, while we each have a lifetime's worth of second- and third-hand experience of the conflict in the Middle East, we have absolutely no direct knowledge of this crystallos Meatlantis feud. Say what Lady Rubylith told us. Granted, our ignorance of the cultural ramifications of our visit could predispose us to a bit of beginner's luck. Hmm. Hey, yeah, I guess it could. Or we could be running headlong into an interspecies cock-up of super-biblical proportions. Behind those meat rocks! <laughs> right. Should have waited for the ore. Well, I feel much better. Thanks, Doc. I am nothing if not a counselor type, Michael. Glad you're not charging. I... crap! Well, that would be an overreaction, I think. I mean, I'm sure I would employ a sliding scale based on the combination of income... No, Doc, I mean, I'm, I'm sinking into... Crap! Gah! It appears that I am too, Michael. This is terrible. Nothing to grab hold of. Michael, take my hand. Too late, Doc. Going under. Ah! Dr. Oppenheimer, Mike, come in. What's wrong, Ashley? Mike and Oppenheimer, okay? I, I, I'm not sure, Cyrus. I've been monitoring their communications, uh, mostly their usual bitching at each other while running away from a minor threat, but something's wrong. I've lost their signal. I'm glad you can understand him, Ashley. Lots of practice, man. I have returned. Oh, thank goodness, Higsby. Mike and Oppenheimer are lost on Atlantis. Did you find Commander Funk? I did. And? I was unable to convince him to return. What? I have channeled this malady. Well, did he say why? Um, sort of. And you told him about Mike and Dr. Oppenheimer going to Atlantis? I did. And he still refused to help? Affirmative. Unbelievable. That's what I'm saying! 
thing. Something's happened to him, Higsby. Don't get too comfortable. You're going back. <laughs> what is this place? My visor is occluded. <laughs> yeah, you look faced. Very funny. Well, let's see. Looks like a cavern made of meat. Floor, walls, a few carpets, all made of meat. Some torches in the walls, also made of meat. A lot of meat. No Meatlantean raiders, though. Yeah. Plus. Perhaps we should call this whole thing off. With a bit of Googling, I'm sure I could find an industrial strength deodorizing spray to mask the smell of Cyrus's corpse in the hallway. Come on, Doc. Now, Michael, be reasonable and help me scale this wall. And we'll try to get back up through the uh... Stop right there, smooth and hairy! Jeez, I don't like this one bit. Where the hell are they taking us? I don't know, Michael. But it's obvious we can't rely on the deus ex machina to materialize out of these fleshy walls, so I suggest we think on our feet. Roger that. All right, all right, babe. Back to the post. I've got it from here. You two rodents. I suggest you tell me your business here. And quickly, I'm hungry for novelty. And you look like you taste different. Well, sir, we... Well, what Michael is trying to say is... Oh, no. There's no way I'm letting you mangle this one. Mangle? Michael, I'm perfectly able to handle... Okay, that's what else. Really? After the last time? Oh, I didn't realize you were recording my every utterance. Okay, come oh, on. Oh, not all of them. Just the ones that almost get me killed. Better enough. Shift. Okay, I'm not kidding now. What are you doing here? Well, uh... You. Sweet-smelling 90s Kevin Bacon. Out with it. Or I'll eat you first. Feet first. <sighs> Okay, um, well, we're here to talk with someone in charge. Someone with the authority to conduct, uh, affairs of the state. Affairs of? You're here to see the Ultra Apex? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Yes, yes, that's it. Uh, the Ultra... Apex. The Ultra Apex. That's the right. Ultra Jesus, what's wrong with you two? Well, luckily for you, I think the Ultra Apex will find you amusing. He's got a thing for life forms like you. And if he doesn't, then I will eat well tonight. A win-win, eh? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Wait here. We should run, right? Yes, I suggest we run. Do you know how to get back up through that meat sphincter and get past those raiders? Because if you don't, I suggest you kindly shut them. Okay, Blorb, show me these humanoids. Oh, wow, fantastic. You weren't kidding. Man, I love these guys already. You guys can take off your helmets. The atmosphere can sustain humanoids. Oh, wonderful. I was beginning to get claustrophobic. <laughs> ah, the stench. The helmet back on. Helmet back on. I'll, uh, I'll leave mine on. Suit yourself. Suit. Your, uh, apexness, thank you for- Oh, Blorp, you're totally right. He looks like a young Kevin Bacon. Right? Amazing, Blorp. And perhaps I should explain my appearance as well, your highness. You see- Sure, grieving mask, I get it. So, 90s Kevin Bacon, what's up, man? You smell good. Uh, thanks. So, we're here to- I'm sorry, I don't want to be rude, but are you human? Ha! <laughs> Oh man, Silver Tongue, you're literally killing me. Yeah, it's all totally grafts. I'm, I'm into the human thing. I've had extensive work done. Skin transplants, vat-grown eyeballs, big-time meat creds. These guys don't get it, but you guys have it down. Well, yeah, we're human. No, so. I know that. I was joking. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
So, uh, your highness, we're- Please, Phil. Okay, um, Phil. So we've got- Pretty humany name, right? Oh, oh absolutely. No, yes, absolutely. Extremely, Extremely humany. Anyway, Phil, our friend is in trouble, and we have a, um, a favor to ask of you and your people. A favor? Ha! <laughs> oh, you are a riot. For you guys, anything. Anything, you say. Hello, Commander. Higsby! Jeez, Particle Man, I thought I told you I ain't coming back. Commander, I have Ashley on the line. Ash? Oh. <clears throat> uh, uh, hey, Ashley. How's my favorite- Commander Funk, didn't Higsby tell you that Mike and Oppenheimer are in a dangerous situation? Well, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, he, he did, Ashley. Um, but they'll be fine. Uh, they always are, right? And you're not even going to make sure? Well, it, it's just- What is wrong with you? Listen, I, I'm just retired, okay? Why don't you go find someone else to save the day for a change? Find Thor or something. Okay, Commander. No, Higsby. No? No? No. I am not disengaging from this discussion until you explain the reason for your refusal to return. Plus, Thor's on tour. Jeez. Oh, uh, uh, Ashley, why can't you guys just leave me Because to... we're your friends, Commander. Now, we know about the accident. Was it really that bad? Tripping on the bottle? Well, I guess I got knocked out pretty good, but no, it... It wasn't that, exactly. Say, does Particle Man have to be here? Hanksby? I'm afraid so, Commander. I am a conduit. Oh, okay. Hanksby will remain silent. Of course. Not a peep. My appearance will not even register. Hanksby! I will remain silent. Commander, you know that we will help you if we can. It is what friends do. I, I know, Ashley. Thanks for that. I, I just... I don't think any funky entity can help me right now. What happened to you when you hit your head, Commander? It was... Ashley, when I was 14, I, I was an awkwardly shaped beanpole of a dude. I was weird looking and gangly and like 90% elbows. But I was writing poetry and playing in a band. I was the youngest member. We played all kinds of groovy stuff for my uncle's collection. I, I mean, we were hip. I had a bike, a Schwinn Stingray. Man, that thing could haul ass to Blaine's comics and look good doing it. Sounds like a wonderful childhood, Commander. It was, Ashley. It was. It was Max Righteous. Well, around that time, my old man got sick. He thought it must be something he picked up from the scrapyard. Were you close? Well, he and I butted heads a bit, but he, he just didn't get me. I can't blame him. I mean, here I was, his son. Slinging Baudelaire, wearing sequin platform shoes, trying on some Bowie, taking my first groovy steps into discovering an identity as an omnicurious transhumanist pop star. I mean, how could he prep for that, right? I don't even understand half of those words, and I'm registered Green Party. Higsby! <laughs> well, any, anyhow, my, my, my mom worked on him, and he finally agreed to come out to one of my poetry and music performances at the school gymnasium. He told her he'd come and he'd keep his mouth shut. I, I didn't care, really. Or maybe I did, I don't know. Well, night of the show, I looked out from behind the curtain, and well, there he was in the third row, all grumpy and put out like he was at a funeral. He looked tired, worn out, old. Even from the stage, I could smell his establishment cologne and the Italian leather of his fancy night out jacket. Ooh, olfactory memory. I can recreate. No, Higsby, you don't need... Oops. Sorry. So it's, it's okay, Higsby. That's the, that's the stuff, all right. <clears throat> yeah. So, when I saw the old man, I, 
I figured I'd make sure this would be the craziest, balls-out, most bombastic show ever. I guess I wanted to show the old man everything, dance it in his face in some kind of aggro way. Maybe I wanted to disappear inside the spectacle. Maybe I needed him to see me. I performed that night with no filters. I felt like my heart was exploding, and inside was a trillion microhearts, all exploding. It felt so... real, you know? I felt real. Well, you are real, Commander. Although, technically, nothing is truly real. Thanks, me. Seriously? Uh, right. The curtain dropped, and I scanned for the old man. He was gone. I caught up with my mom and my little brother on the sidewalk in front of the gymnasium. My dad was in an ambulance. He never made it to the hospital. I'm so sorry, Commander. My archives indicate that the death of a parent is a very difficult event for a child. And my mom told me that before he collapsed, he said, <laughs> I don't know, maybe she was just trying to make me feel. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, 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 were you t- what were we talking about? Your fall? I thought I had the fear licked, Ashley, but, but now... Commander? <laughs> I've been living in a bubble, Ashley. But it's not real. I'm not real. Any more than I was that night. All of my plumage, all of my heroics, just a scared kid. Trying to hold out against the chaos. Dancing against death. The chaos. The death. Well, that's what's real, Ashley. Commander, I am equipped with little direct experience of the situation you've described, but I am able to run hypothetical simulations. For example, if Professor Hawkins, my designer, died, predictive simulations would indicate an awareness of no further allowable contact with his consciousness. This feeling of absolute absence, the certainty and permanence of it, and the resulting negative stimulus are likely akin to the human sensations of loss and pain. Ashley, I appreciate what you're trying to do. You're a funky lady for solids, but I just... I just can't help you guys right now. I... I understand, Commander. I'm sorry to have put any additional stress on you. You're worried about your crew, Ashley. I get that. If it makes you feel any better, I have more faith in those two freakazoids than I do in my own weird self right now. Listen, I gotta go. Be well, Starshine. You too, Particle Man. Funka. Goodbye, Commander. But Ashley, what about Dr. Oppenheimer and Mike? Maybe, maybe Commander Funka's right, Higsby. Maybe the humans are more capable than we have previously calculated. I do hope that you are correct, Ashley. I have grown very fond of them. Me too, Higsby. Me too. Anything, he says. Well, we kind of figured they might have a problem with Crystalos. Hey, at least he agreed to a summit. Right, but here? There are an infinite number of abandoned four-star restaurants in the Rift, Michael. But no, I'm here cleaning the lab on a weekday. Do we even have weekdays? It's the principle! Well, I'm sorry to get your house pride in a knot, Doc, but I figured having the summit here would give us a little more control over the situation. You know, in case things get ugly. Michael, if things get ugly, believe me, the lab is the last place we'll want to be. Yeah, maybe I should have thought it through a bit more. Well, no matter. The die is cast. But I'll be damned if I serve our guests on paper plates. Michael, give me a hand with this table. Ooh, you're gonna use the fine china. Bunch of high mucky mucks. Uh, I got it, Doc. Oh, good lord, you're still here. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Mike. Uh, uh, Live with your legs. Oh, hey, Ashley. Did you guys ever manage to track down Funk? We did, Mike. And? He was... Unavailable. Yeah? Oh. That's too bad. He okay? Emotionally, not so good. Oh. 
Ash, do you think we should go... Michael, are you forgetting we have places to set and dinner to prepare for 30 guests? Uh, and look at these requests from the Meatlanteans. What, pray, is a turducken? An abomination? And for the record, I voted for buffet style. Humans are extraordinarily resilient, Mike. We should remain focused on retrieving Cyrus's lower half. Yeah, I guess you're right, Ash. Right you are indeed, Ashley. Oh, Michael, could you do me a favor and head down into the crawl space and grab the good silverware? Sure. Wait, we have good silverware? Of course. It's in the small wooden box just past the rat trap. <sighs> okay. Wait, we have rats? Well, not since the rat traps. Being dislodged from the space-time continuum was likely also a factor. No rats were caught or harmed. Mike. Oof, you know me well, Ash. Oh, yeah, I do. All right, gang. Let's throw a diplomatic party and get Cyrus's legs back. Can I get you something? Hmm? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, cheers. Do you have any soup? Sorry. Press sandwiches. Kale bowls. Oh. Okay. Um, a kale bowl, I guess. And a coffee, thanks. Manual, okay. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Name? Oh, right. Uh, Paul? Oh, say, you haven't seen a big 70s-looking guy around here, have you? We get old guys in all the time. There's a second-run movie theater next door. And no, 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 sorry. I mean, 70s, 1970s looking, like the decade. Like platform boots, silver flares, all that. Oh, yeah. I get it. Nope. Haven't. Sorry. You might try the plasma cavern for that. Let me get that kill bowl started. Cheers. Not a problem. You make sure to keep that cat indoors from now on, though, you hear? <laughs> Good kid. Oh, excuse me. You're Commander Funk, right? Uh, name's Irwin, stranger. Really? It's just that, like, you totally fit the description, and- Okay, okay, I'm Commander Funk. Or at least, I used to be. Now, now listen, I'm meeting a funky friend up here in a few, so what can I help you with, mister? No, 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 no names, I'm afraid. Really? Kale bowl, manual coffee for Paul. Oh, uh, right here. Ah, balls. And that's all I can tell you, I'm afraid. Something terrible is about to happen to your friends in the Hadron Bunker, and they are going to need your help. Well, what about you and your, uh, your group? If you know about it, wh why can't you intervene? Oh, no. No, it's forbidden. Even telling you about it is overstepping my bounds a little bit. Although, to be honest, Eli and I already get our first share of shit assignments, so there's not much they can do to make our lives any worse. Could they fire you? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I reckon they could. Oh, crap. Listen, I dig you telling me all this, Paul, but there's a voice in my head telling me Ashley put you up to this. How do I know you're on the level? Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I guess you'll have to take it on faith? Well, look, I've done all I can do. It's up to you now, Erwin. Oh, all right, one last thing. Your mum, she wasn't lying. Your dad was proud of you. He just, he just didn't know how to say it. Oh, and do try the kale bowl. Very filling. Good luck, Erwin. Well, Paul, wait. How did you... Paul! Ah, oh, gee, mister. Is everything all right? You look like you've just seen a ghost. Unless that's the way you usually look. In which case, I apologize if I offend Did you just see a guy come out here? Nope. Just your crazy self bolting out of here like a goofball in bath salts. I mean, like frantic, in a hurry. I'm sorry if that came off as snarky. I mean, those people have serious problems. I shouldn't right, be- Right, listen, kid. I I'd love to help. But there's something I gotta take care of. Jeez, some folks are so thin-skinned. Totes unacceptable. Totes! Ungrateful pigs! Oh, 
And I guess you've conveniently forgotten the millennia of abuse that you crystal dingbats have heaped on our innocent, innocent. people. Innocent? Why, you ignorant blobs have broken every pact and attacked our border cities at every turn! Innocent. Enough, Amethyst! It is pointless to argue with such ill-formed Ill-formed? Your toot is ill-formed, my lady. Maybe you should try removing that crystal stick from your- Well, this is off to a great start. Yeah. At least the Traducans are hit. Indeed, Michael. Perhaps I should say something. Get this back on track? I don't know, Doc. You tend to make things worse. I'm saying that as a friend. Duly noted. Well, I could give it a shot. But you don't know the first thing about negotiations, Michael. At least I have some experience from my school's Model UN. And be honest with yourself. This is a bit different from haggling over the price of a mint in box and television in televoice unit. Is it, Doc? Is it? <sighs> all right. All right. Better judgment be damned. What's the worst that could- Don't say it. Who doesn't use Robert's Rules of Order? Uh, most people? That's a trick question, right? I got an idea. Yeah, you're still- What you got, Maggie? Old Model UN here just seems to have gotten everybody angrier. Well, why don't you let Ashley handle the negotiations? Well, I don't know about that, Maggie. These are very organic issues. I doubt that Ashley could properly- You know, with all due respect, I don't think you give Ashley enough credit. I just spent the day in her memory banks, and if one thing's clear, it's that you don't take advantage of half of her capabilities. You're probably right. I mean, she's way smarter than you guys. Listen, we get it. You've made your point, Maggie. Human pride's slightly scuffed, but you're right. Hey, Ash. Yes, Mike? Ready to lead some intense negotiations between two bloodthirsty enemies? I was programmed ready to lead intense negotiations between two bloodthirsty enemies, Mike. And so, as any rational entity can ascertain, a shared purpose in direction is the most efficient and productive choice and the only logical decision. Easy for you to say, computer. You haven't had to put up with the never-ending dynasty of Crystallosian imperialism. Well, I've served for years under a benign dictator. Ashley! Well, it's true, and I did say benign. Imperialism? What would you prefer? To be treated as equals? Is it really that hard for you ding-dongs to imagine? We are noble creatures. We have dig. Good lord, is his face falling off? Don't look at me! Ah, oh, jeez, guys. Okay, where were we? Oh, disgusting! Your vulgar meatlandian kind isn't fit to stand. Right, let alone shoulder to shoulder with the fine Crystallosian race. Amethystar, let us leave this place. Fine. 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 Uh, but wait, uh, we have a musical entertainment. Musical, musical entertainment? entertainment? Well, yes. I've arranged a special private performance by none other than the band Reindeer. Surely you wouldn't want to miss that. I hear they're quite popular in both your regions. Right. Excellent. Well, then, if you will just retake your seats, I'll... Ashley, where's Reindeer? Um, I'm afraid they had to cancel, Doctor. Cancel? Yes, apparently their practice space's timeline was lost to a Hadron aftershock just moments ago. Their gear was lost, or transformed into lizards, or maybe wizards. I'm not sure exactly. Shauna was very distressed. It was a bad connection. <sighs> Bother. Maybe we should hold a fundraiser! Yes, yes, excellent, but what do we do now? We need to keep our guests at the table or our mission is doomed! Michael, any ideas? This is around the part I usually start praying to Thor, so no, I'm tapped. Um, guys, I know a band. 
So, nice closet. Well, it's the safest place right For now. For goodness sake, it's a door- Doc, listen, not now. We really gotta get some chairs in here. Jeez, they're really going at it. Yeah, sorry about that. It's not your fault. They're pretty good. Totally. I mean, I find it relaxing in a smash the patriarchy kind of way. <sighs> well, at least both parties are still at the table. Wrestling on top of what once was the table. Oh, Michael, this is terrible. Am I doomed to forever walk by a festering carcass in a red hoodie every time I must use the restroom? No, we're not going to let... I mean, I'll come up with something. No, I can't allow it. You've got two-ton Meatlantians and diamond-hard Crystallosians out there beating the living Hades out of each other. It's not safe. Doc, I know, but we can't give up on Cyrus. At least, I can't. Ah. <sighs> Very well, then. I'm coming, too. When I weigh my death against the life of Cyrus's rotting corpse out- Okay, you know what? I think we've all got that visual pretty firmly wedged in our- Hola, me, Funky and me. I miss anything? What the- Commander Funk! Funk! In here! Oh, hey, guys. Am I glad to see you- <coughs> Is- Is that- High karate? Oh, sure is, Mike. Long story. Hey, I'm sorry I didn't make it sooner. So, uh, sounds like we got ourselves a real hootenanny out there. Meatlantians and Crystallosians? Yup. And is that Electric Street Queen? Yeah! Right on! So, uh, you guys want me to make nice between the tribes? Actually, Funk, no. We've got this. Really? Yes, Michael. Really? I, I mean, Commander Funk came all the way out here to- No, this is our problem. We've got to be the ones to make it right. You sure about that, Kimosabi? I suppose he's right, Commander. Cyrus is our responsibility. Friend. This is our fight, however badly we've managed it thus far. We need to see it through. Well, I guess I can't argue with that. If it makes any difference, you guys are the funkiest, most righteous of star children. In this dude's arcane tone. Uh, thank you, Commander. All right, Michael. After you. After me. Uh, actually, uh, could you give yeah, us a moment? Yeah, great stuff. Uh, we just need to make a quick announcement. <clears throat> uh, everybody? Uh, hello, guests? I say, hello, guests? Michael, this isn't working. We, we can't... Listen up! <clears throat> yes. Thank you, Ashley. Take it away, guys. Yeah. So, Crystalosians, Meatlantians, you guys both have some issues with each other. I know that. And they're real issues. We totally get that. Absolutely. What I... What we want you to do, to try to do, is to just both listen. Just for a few minutes. Just listen. Open your minds. We're listening. And... We as well. Good. Good. Now, uh, you both feel like you've been wronged, right? Duh. Most certainly. Okay, and maybe we can all agree that you haven't treated each other very well over the past few thousand years, right? Well... We have never treated the Meatlantian savages with anything less Hold than... Hold your tongue, Amethystar. It is true, fleshy one. In our struggle to protect and defend the citizens of Crystallos, we have sometimes been... Less than kind to our neighbors in Meatland. Ah, you admit it then! It was only because of the hateful acts visited upon us by you beastly cretins! Beastly! Ha! We're out. Guards, come on. We jet. Then this negotiation is concluded. Sorry, Meatlings. Viziers, we are away! No, guys, but please. No, you, you can't Hold just. Hold on a sec. Wait a minute! Phil! What? The contested area. What is it about that place that makes you need it so much? Well, it's been ours for millennia. The heritage, the tradition... No, I mean way back. Why did you originally start going there? Ah, oh, well, 
It's been our favorite spot for Meatlanteans to journey to since, well, forever. Okay, but why? What's so special about it? Oh, well, it's above meat level, pleasantly cool, a refreshing change from the stifling subcarnal city, million-dollar beachfront views. Good. There. That's something we can work with. Okay, okay. So, if we were to say, find you another place that was equally refreshing, would you consider giving up the contested area? Uh... I suppose. I'm pretty good with HVAC. Thanks, Maggie, but we might not need that. In fact, I know of a whole planet that's deserted and has a whole subpolar zone that's frosty, above ground, and ready for settlement. It even has some leftover human habitations. Human habitations? Shut up! Michael, do you mean that people can't- well, <clears throat> So what do you say, Phil? Well, if this world is as refreshing and deserted as you promise, then... I guess I accept. My guy will draft an agreement. And if the Ultra Apex is true to his word and releases the contested area to Crystallos, we will return the object of prime cosmological significance to you. It's true, Ona. <coughs> Hooray! Hi, Zenith. I hope that this agreement will be the start of a better future for both of our peoples. As do I. Ultra Apex, as do I. Please, it's Phil. <laughs> Maggie, can you operate a plasma torch? We're going to have to get Cyrus off this wall as soon as Michael returns with those damnable legs. You know it, Doc. How you feeling, Cyrus? Oh, Maggie! Yes, excellent. I am glad that you decided to return, Commander. Even if you were not of true assistance. <laughs> Thanks, Particle Man. But it looks like Mike and the Doc had it well in hand, eh? Couple of stone-cold, platinum-plated persuasionists. Well, Michael really came through. I'll admit. Please don't tell him I said Recording that. Recording archived. Damn! Commander, I am curious. Our initial attempts to convince you to return were unsuccessful. What made you change your mind? I'm not sure I can explain. Say, you don't know anyone named Paul, do you? Paul? Sounds vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure from where. I was sure you'd sent him. Came in with this whole line about you guys here in the lab being in danger. I guess he Mike was- Mike is returning! Okay, everyone, get ready! Okay, folks, I got him. Yay! Mike's my favorite! Quickly, Michael, we've got to- Oh, no! What's happening, Doc? Something's not right! Ashley! It appears that Cyrus's lower half is reacting negatively to the temporal discrepancy between this unfixed point in space-time and that of Crystallos. Ah, oh, disgusting. It's turning into goo and dust. Goo oh, dust? I feared this might happen. The very forces that protected Cyrus's torso and arms from the Hadron Blaster, rejecting his lower half. Remember that his hindquarters have been on Crystallos for nigh two millennia. Ah, bama! I know, buddy. Hang tight. So what do we do? Well, luckily, I think we have a backup plan. Maggie, are you ready with that plasma scalpel? Roger that. Good. On my mark. The transfer will have to be rapid and precise. <laughs> my nickname at Fordham. Yes, excellent. Oh, yeah, the robot legs. Ooh, my cyber bum. Come here, little cyber bum. Steady. Steady now. Maggie, cut him loose. Cutting. <laughs> Quit tickling. Michael, help me ease Cyrus onto the legs. Got it, Doc. A little to the left. No, back towards you. Like this? No, too far. Too far. Back towards me. Yes, okay. A bit to the right now. Quickly, Michael! I'm trying, Doc. Be clearer. How much clearer could I be? Okay, back to the left. No, my left. Hurry! Jesus. Okay, how's that? 
Okay, perfect. Now to engage the grafting mechanism. Ashley, can you authenticate the graft? Is it taking? Scanning. Well, Ashley? The graft has taken. Cybernetic leg successfully attached. Right on. Oh, jeez, I feel fantastic. That's great, buddy. Ashley, how's the Crystallorian count? Since being removed from the wall, and since his lower half is disintegrated, Cyrus's Crystallorian count is dropping quickly and steadily. Excellent. Right on. Awesome. Hey, Commander Funk, you leaving without saying goodbye? You got me, Mike. Listen, I'm not big on goodbyes. Not this kind, anyhow. What do you mean? Are you still quitting? Yeah, honorary first mate, I guess I am. I only came back because I thought you might be in danger, but I could see you guys are going to be all right. Anyhow, I've got my own thing to take care of now, Dig. I'm going to give my two weeks at the flower shop, then a proper goodbye to Crankcase and the crew. I got some searching to do, and it ain't going to happen on the old Deus Ex. Or in a retail environment, no matter how aesthetically satisfying. All right, you righteous dudes, take care now. Ashley, you keep them in line, you hear? You know I will, Commander. And thank you. For everything. Well, we can't all be supercomputers. <laughs> anyway, be proud of your gang here. You folks got something real groovy going. Hold on to it for as long as you can, because when it's gone... Well, just hold on to it. And don't you worry, I'll see you righteous brethren again sometime. So say it, the spring-loaded, double-reinforced, heavy-metal meander of the multiverse! Command... Uh, uh... Well, so sayeth me. Aw, uh, no way, Funk. One last time? Yeah, come on! For old time's sake! <laughs> well, well, okay. Commander... Funk! Funk. Hey, nice. Alright, stay cosmic now, you hear? Funk! Ah! Goodbye! Goodbye! Doc Shanyan! Go now! Well, I hope he finds what he's looking for. As do I, Michael. As do I. How are the legs holding up, Cyrus? It's unbelievable! I mean, I literally can't even! Oh, I think I'll walk to the break room! Just because I can! Well, if you're headed that way, mind helping me haul this to duckin' carcass to the trash? Sure, Doc! Although, wouldn't it be carcasses, plural? Like the Holy Trinity? It's like one, but it's also three. Yes, I get it. Don't make me regret those robot legs. Now, just pick up your end. I'll do my best. <clears throat> it's a little hard with no arms. Oh, yes. I'll address that first thing tomorrow. Hey, Cyrus, you must be looking forward to seeing your family now that you're out of the wall. My... Well, it's been seven years. Now, if you don't mind, the Tadakan... Oh, right, Doc. Sorry. You know, we could probably make a nice soup with this. Focus! You know, Michael, I keep thinking about what Commander Funk said earlier. That fellow Paul. It's bothering me. I feel like I should remember that name. I wouldn't worry about it, Doc. We've had a long day. I suppose, but how did some stranger know we were in trouble? Unless... Could we, uh, keep moving? This turducken is heavy and my core muscles are still kind of atrophied. No, no, you're right, Michael. We're all exhausted. Why, I've never felt more confident in the safety and longevity of our group here in the lab. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Jeez, Doc! How come you remember it sometimes and still manage to forget it the rest of the time? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it! You're ducking slipping! <laughs> well, this is an interesting development. Most interesting, Bethany. A development that is fraught with great danger. 
For them, I mean. Right, I got that. Indeed, my crime colleagues. Almost all of the pieces are in place. Poor Francis and his friends. Funk is out, and their time is up. <laughs> you just you listened just listen to Hadron, Hadron Gospel, Gospel Hour. Hour. Written and produced by Richard Wentworth and Michael McCorkin. With production assistance from Katie Falvey, Rebecca White, and Tim Conway. For more information, visit HadronGospelHour.com. And to support our show, visit Patreon.com slash HadronGospel. We'll see you next time on an all-new Hadron!